What year is it? DJ John exclusive. This is the K-pop cast, and we're here to recap the most memorable year in K-pop, the year of 2020. And uh, just because there's so much to cover, we decided to break up this year into several different mini sections. We'll be talking about uh, most memorable moments, trends from the year, our personal picks, what we'll forever remember 2020 by, some awards, and lastly, some predictions. And I'm not alone in this special episode. We've got Stephanie. Hey, everybody. I'm your West Coast co-host, Stephanie. Hey. Nice to uh, see you. Amr, Edgy Dragon. Uh, excited to talk about 2020 Year of K-Pop. So much good songs this year. And I am your PD new, Michaela. Hello, everybody. Let's let's go. Let's start talking about the year. There was so much that happened. Mm-hmm. 2020 was marked by several memorable events, news items, moments in time that we wanted to get on this episode for the mm. record. So I'll call out and start us off with the big one. COVID uh, <laughs> happened. Uh. And while I, you know, as a Western person who was on lockdown for the good uh, portion of this year... K-pop was my like saving grace. It kept me going. <laughs> it was something that mm-hmm. I could always watch and stay Amen. entertained with uh, throughout this year. But with the emergence of the novel COVID-19 virus, we saw several changes in K-pop. One of them was the types of new media and content creation that we saw from artists. So we saw virtual mm-hmm. fan signs really taking off in K-pop. We also saw digital concerts a lot of concerts were canceled yeah, this year unfortunately. Uh, BTS. Yeah, NCT at Monster X dang oh, everybody so young. so young and I mean <laughs> yeah, K-Con yeah. this year was uh, mm-hmm. digital K-Contact uh, for example yep. mm-hmm. oh yeah K-Contact a lot of K-pop idols also released songs that were directly talking about or themed around COVID-19 uh, one of my favorites was TXT We Lost the Summer um, BTS also released a number of songs that were you know designed to help their fans get through this hard time Dynamite to help cheer them up and then more recently life goes on which was a more low profile slower we're gonna get through this message it's emphasizing it and recognizing the time that we're all going through uh, with the song so we had both the the, the bright and the dark uh, for bts uh, for this year and let's not also forget the how you trend that we were all enjoying from home i pulled off the dalgona coffee I used my instant <laughs> coffee and sugar. Did you? It was tasty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I heard that the Michaela also mastered Dalgona coffee. Congrats. I did. And unfortunately, because I did uh, delivery with grocery, they, they chose the, 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 what is it, the espresso, the instant espresso for me. Wow. So I now have like a seven... <laughs> yeah. Teen liter thing of espresso. <laughs> because that's what they familiar. had at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I made a lot of dog in the coffee. And uh, 2020 for COVID was also marked by the both the birth and end <laughs> of K-pop yes. groups within the year. Just because business models didn't prove out to be as lucrative uh, as they yeah. uh, were originally anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw X1 uh, go through this process as well as the uh, poor Priston leftovers. <laughs> Uh, Hinapia. Yeah. Hinapia. I miss them completely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they they just can't get a break. They just we we. Uh, so poor Kristen. 2020 really just threw a lot of big things at us and really made society and the world have to face some uh, tough, challenging uh, parts of itself. And one was the racial justice and Black Lives Matter uh, movement and uh, the police murders of black people you know in, in the US and around the world and how that touched the k-pop world as well was like really uh, it, it really impacted the k-pop world in a big way because not only did we see k-pop fans uh, take to the internet take to social media to um, 
you know, drown out racist hashtags. BTS Army donated a million dollars to Black Lives Matter Foundation. Uh, we also saw Korean artists speaking out, both on social media and at events, donating or showing solidarity with the movement. And, and I was happy to see, especially those who went a step farther than just changing their Instagram to a black square. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or a black and white logo from so many major tech brands. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do so much more. Yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a whole episode covering this this moment in time. So go check out our "Listen to Black K-pop Fans" episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. In 2020 was also kicked off by the emergence of TikTok, right? And TikTok as a hot spot for uh, K-pop music and content generation. Um, one of my favorite TikTok K-pop moments was Blorja, or in the <laughs> November election, seeing Georgia go blue, oh. and twice as you make me feel special, accompanying that track. Right, yeah, it, you really have this this thing of TikTok dance challenges becoming part of the business model for K-pop. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you, we used to have, you know, our point dances, and people would do that out on the street, but now it's like, it's it's officially... We're making music, we're making dances, we're making choreo for TikTok to be shared on these short-form platforms. Yeah, Amr's in the back here doing <laughs> Z- Zico Any Song TikTok yeah. choreo. Right. Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. We, the, yeah, the best example, Zico, also Gang, right? Mm-hmm. Reigns. Mm-hmm. That was a big trend that kind of kicked off his explosion for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Also, most importantly, Wanho, his, his body <laughs> went viral on TikTok, which shook the locals a little bit isn't that the best way to go viral right mm-hmm. turned turned a lot of heads oh yeah so we'll also remember <laughs> 2020 by a couple notable acts in lgbtqia plus baiting so yes yeah. there have been a lot of lgbtqia plus artists who have been in the k-pop scene for a while now mm-hmm. this year we saw acts such as oh my god from g idol or yoja idol irene and Sokoli's monster concept these were concepts that were trying to pretend <laughs> like like they were was, in solidarity. More fan servicey than mm-hmm. actual representing. Yeah, yeah. So the labels couldn't quite go outright and explicitly say that hey, we're in solidarity, or yes, that mm. these people uh, have these identities, and mm-hmm. we call them out as uh, they turned a lot of heads and got a lot of attention for doing just that. Yeah, but one one genuine example that we do want to highlight is on Mnet's, uh, what was it, their competition show, Good Girl, the the artist Sleek. We, we actually talked about her a few years ago back when she was calling out Sani for his quote-unquote feminist song. Yeah. She released a diss track called Equalist, kind of like tearing him down for everything <laughs> that he said in that song. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah, Get but she, she did this amazing power and like just powerful performance of her song, Here I Go, which is this unapologetic queer feminist anthem and she performed it on stage with with rainbow flags in the background and so it's very clearly this is who i am this Mm. is what i'm about love to see it hell yeah ghostly Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing that we saw this year that was turning heads is the uh the old school veteran sun base, also known <laughs> yeah. as the Being old fogey unapologetically concept. old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old fogey concept. So we had, I mean, rain just popping up all over the place. Yeah, as like the veteran. The I, I've been around the block. You know, I already know what's up. No, com- no uh, complaints here. <laughs> yeah, it's he's like, looking good. Mm-hmm. Pretty sexy. Is right, he's like even soon? more ripped. <laughs> Oof. And then, yeah, we had uh, Lee uh, Hiori. Come back in a few different ways. Yeah, as Sac City and as also a part of Refund Sisters. Mm. <laughs> Which And, and uh, featuring with Jessie's um, mm-hmm. Nunu Nana. Yes. Oh, no oh, way. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes, she, right. she came yeah. in at the end of that. And let's see here. Seski's All For You. Seski's? <laughs> Seski's. <laughs> All for you. And it's not mm-hmm. like yeah. they just came in as if they were carrying on their career with a 2020 sound. It's yeah. like, no, we're old. This is who we <laughs> this are. Is this is what we were known for. Right. Like, check out the signature sound from our area, mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. And, and just writing off of that. And we, we saw that with so many of the other artists, mm-hmm. um, writing off of like acknowledging, yes, 
I'm old school. This is what it sounds like. It's my concept. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just to add a couple right. more examples. Super Senior, a 15 uh-huh. year anniversary of Super right. Junior. Well, We're still and, at it. and yeah, and Super Senior and Sha Jensu, um, they continued it, but I, I don't think that they came in capitalizing that. Mm, yeah, they didn't come know. in as if they were old Got school. It. They're fogies. Um, they, 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 they just kind of it. came back. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> young oh, at heart still. Yeah. Yes. And I think there was yeah, some right. other release by one of the big guys, like JYP or somebody. Oh, he's that, always like, on JYP. Yeah, song. yeah. So we we would also yeah. count him not as acknowledging that oh, he needs yeah, to give it a rest. that's why he's always partnering with some young up and coming artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Refund Sisters mm-hmm. and Am Jung Hwa was also mm-hmm. a, a highlight Jung- for me. Yeah. Right. They, yeah, they know they're old fogies and they're just like accepting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And making cool. money all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. So speaking of older or more more experienced veteran K-pop artists, um, you can't have that conversation without paying tribute to the one and only the queen, Boa. Mm. Now, she has been in the K-pop industry kicking ass left and right for 20 mm-hmm. years. Wow. Debuted in the year 2000 um, and really marked the beginning of the modern age of K-pop. Started the second generation of K-pop on her own. And, exactly. Uh, you know, through her success in Japan, uh, really opened the doors and like busted through, carrying the Korean wave on her shoulders. Um, mm. This year was special, uh, not just to, to look back on Boa's career for all of us fans, but artists all over the industry paid tribute to her. It was during uh, during the Mamas and also um, videos uploaded on YouTube. A lot of younger artists covered her songs in really nice ways. Like Red Velvet, Baekhyun. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They covered her songs, talked about what Boa meant to them as a sunbae, as a role model. You know, we we could just go on forever about Boa's career. Mm. Um, She also, just just for kicks, tossed in a super hot, sexy single (laughs) this year and an album called Better. So, (laughs) what more can we say about her? 20 years of Boa. 20 years of Boa. Well, there's a funny story about early Boa, especially carrying the How You Wave <clears throat> that me and Stephanie found out recently because she was showing me all of Boa's um, discography. And I recognized like the second song that she played because somehow it made it into my, like, I don't know, Kaza or whatever back naps or back in the day. <laughs> And uh, it was Listen to My Heart, which is like a Japanese song that she did in like 2002 or something or 2001. And uh, I was, it was my hit replay, you know, Little Amr, like pre-high school Amr, I think, or high school, listening to that song. And so that was kind of funny. Turns out I was a K-pop fan way before Stephanie was. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shame. Shame. But I didn't know it. I didn't know. Yeah, it he K-pop. didn't know it. He was a K-pop fan. It's inside all of us. Speaking of of K-pop's impact all over the world and un- its unexpected places, we also saw a, a big viral trend with uh, Lisa's legs. Mm. That happened this year. <laughs> yeah, so she she released a dance performance video and this one screen cap of her doing this like kick pose. I remember that moment. That was so hot. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, so we saw Dolly Parton jumping on that. Uh, as well as T.O.P. Everyone, everyone from, from Dolly Parton <laughs> to T.O.P., including other like tech corporate brands in my world, like NVIDIA, I saw uh, yeah. right off of it. And admittedly, this is kind of a misogynistic, sexist meme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. it's still uh, turned heads. Uh, we, we turned saw heads, yeah. and then the trend is actually people taking the screen cap of just the legs chopped off and then pasting it onto a photo of themselves or photo of some other mm-hmm. celebrity. So that makes it yeah, or posting it in a way where it illusions itself to look like somebody's legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I really like this T.O.P. example. Yeah, <laughs> He's so looking good. very sultry with those Lisa legs. <laughs> yeah. And to the surprise of no one, 2020 was also marked by the growing empire of uh, Big Hit. Mm-hmm. Big and Hit domination. Yeah, 
Big Hit had their IPO this year. They had mm-hmm. a few uh, acquisitions of, of Pledis, uh Source and including 17. Source Music and mm-hmm. uh, KOZ. Mm-hmm. And Zico's it, label. Oh, wow. To make sure that they're diversifying their post-BTS <laughs> <laughs> reality and making sure that, that, that they've yeah. got uh, diversified assets and running strong. Listener Agassi Caro also called that out as uh, one of her memorable moments from the year 2020. The fact that Big Hit purchased Pledis and uh, KOZ Entertainment, I think that it could help develop this agency's Big Hit included and bring them more power on the musical and cultural market. She mm-hmm. right, definitely. Yeah, I was talking yeah. to Michaela about it and she was like, they're already in the top. They're already yeah. in that, you know, <laughs> table status. Because you were like, oh, this means, because this happened, that means that Big Hit's part of the, the big labels, right? And it was like, well, they kind of already were. Yeah, some of my favorite artists, the rise of AOMG and the takeoff of higher music. Woo. Um, in the K-pop, hip-hop world, they are definitely leading big time um, the next generation of hip-hop in Korea. Um, apparently, they signed more artists through their Sign Here audition program in which the AOMG staff and three judges evaluate artists, um, including raps, vocals, producing, and performing, uh, including Sogum, a female solo singer. Mm-hmm. Finally, adding more female artists to their roster. Yeah. I don't know, it seems time. like for, for every 10 males, they <laughs> bring in a woman. <laughs> yeah, so many do. We were trying to remember all the dudes on the, the gang remix. Yeah. <laughs> so many, there's so many of them. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I know Jay, I know Jay Park wants to be Chable status if he's not already. I know he's gunning for that. So good luck to him. So speaking of world domination and you know taking over the planet, uh, some very familiar K-pop artists that we all know and love. Uh, took the penetration of the American market to the next level this year. We're talking about Blackpink mm. and BTS and uh, also Jackson Wayne from God Seven. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Jackson. I see you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, Blackpink notably <clears throat> had mm. a uh, Netflix documentary about the making of right. the group and, right. and their lives. I had strangers coming up to me saying, I saw the Blackpink documentary. <laughs> like, people <laughs> who I'd never expect to be in the K-pop world but now suddenly in the K-pop world, thanks to that. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Really wise choice by YG and, and Blackpink's people to um, make the deal with Netflix, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also made a lot of collaboration deals with Western artists, including uh, Selena Gomez. They did the song Ice Cream with her. I think I'm the oh, only yeah. one who liked it. <laughs> Peter I is the only one Peter. who likes this. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also collaborated with Lady Gaga, with Cardi B, <laughs> um, and, and probably more. Like, they spent a lot of time just to more to come. yeah for sure and then um jackson wang i loved his song 100 ways this year right. uh, i mean first of all the the music video what okay we, we we don't need to get into all the details but um 100 ways was a song that i actually heard in my local grocery store in foods coat down the street in san francisco and no way. i was shocked I mean, I, I didn't expect that, but you know, apparently his his people, his labels are making some deals out there to get radio play. Oh yeah, it's it's always a sign of success when I start seeing K-pop songs in my top forty DJ record pools, and One Hundred mm. Ways is one of them, with a few remixes, I might add. Oh, oh wow. and then finally, we can't talk about penetration into the U.S. market without talking about BTS. Huge Who? congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Huge congratulations to them on becoming the first K-pop artist nominated for a Grammy Award. Um, what? I know this has been a long time coming, a journey. It's been something they've been trying to do, or rather like Big Hit has been knocking on the door. I know that they've been getting uh, snubbed year after year, even though obviously they're some right. of the best musical artists on the planet. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, they got the nomination this time. We'll see if they win. And, um, you know, from my observations, I think it makes sense that they got through this year because of the very concerted actions the label oh, yeah. took in order to, I think, present themselves as the type of artist 
that is worthy of you know Western uh, American elite uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. accolades. So um, BTS's Black Swan release started with a what what did they call it? So, a, a movement orchestral dance performance where they worked with a European uh, contemporary dance company and put an orchestral uh, arrangement of their song together uh, to show more of an artistic highbrow side of their music. Yeah, I mean, notably, BTS weren't in the music video. They weren't. Right. Yeah, it's called an art film. Art film, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. They did something similar with their release of On, where they released uh, behind-the-scenes footage and interviews with the UCLA marching band, with the production studio, I think in L.A., where they produced the song. And that also didn't have BTS in it. It was all just all in English showing American people (laughs) who were the ones behind the project. So it's like if walks like a duck talks like a duck then mm-hmm. then <laughs> it's just like any other american production and should be treated as such right. i think is the argument mm-hmm. they're making mm-hmm. I, I i just gotta say also from looking at the radio airplay strategy from the beginning of the year through to the end um universal music did all the stops they did it all right and that's not to say that big hit bts didn't have success in previous years but now they're actually doing the promotion model through the Western paradigm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see if this, this ends up paying out for them, but I, I think it will. Yeah, and, and I also have to have to say, like, wow, congrats to them. You know, they, they did what it takes. They jumped through all the hoops. Yeah. It leaves a bitter taste in my mouth that mm-hmm. they... The fact that they had to do yeah, that. Yeah, they had to do all that stuff. Like, for what? Why? It's almost like it cheapens the, the moment. And future artists will have to jump to the same... Okay hoops to like get that same recognition it doesn't like yeah break off like a new path or any like easier territory for the people coming after them well i will say i'm optimistic for chung ha who also had her breakthrough a couple breakthrough songs in, in english this year so we we just a few weeks ago we had her song um, I'm forgetting what it's called, but the one with lingerie and <laughs> <laughs> that one, and also the collaboration with the uh, the white dude uh, Christopher <laughs> Bad Boy under 88 Rising. Yep, Dream of yep. You is that the one you're talking about? Yes, yeah. with rehab, so amazing rehab, performance yes. for that yeah, one. Such a great song. Okay, so those were the notable moments from 2020, but we also saw a few trends. So songs that were consistently hit on. Uh, throughout the year so take it mm-hmm. away Amr with our first trend uh, first trend is the Yeehaw Cowboy Agenda um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the most recent example which is uh, Kai's like futuristic cowboy scenes in his space song. cowboy yeah space <laughs> cowboy um, and yeah whistles guitars itsy's not shy there was a couple of I think G Idol's intro from their summer song was also like in this like dum dee dum dee yeah. yeah oh that's in here yeah yeah dum dee dum dee yeah there was just a bunch of those like concepts not shy mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on and off yeah mm-hmm. I, I mean both in sound that we heard western groups icon many others uh, taking on uh, that, that style as well as in concept heists cowboy hats denim right. cowboy shoes lots of deserts it was overplayed a little bit, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> a lot of train trains too, like the the twice right. twice video had some Western elements and took place on a train. Mm-hmm. This is this very American thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Examples are, are virtually infinite yeah. <laughs> at this point. Like I, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you why this this took off as a trend this year, but um, yeah, it did. Right. So our next trend is quote unquote retro and right. I use that very loosely because retro has been a very mixed blend of like retro themes we've seen a lot of stuff inspired by disco 70s we see a lot of stuff inspired by the, the synth pop and reverb gated snare of the 80s <laughs> <laughs> and then we're also what? seeing um, a lot of the uh, 90s uh, hip hop 90s uh, aesthetics and styles. So all of those were very popular, very vogue, very in this year. 
Um, I can think of a few. Dynamite certainly being a standout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. From from the seventies, we're seeing a lot of other disco house inspired songs. Um, uh, G Friends' latest track, uh, Mongo or Mago, yeah. uh, being like a seventies sort of inspired. I mean, there's but, when when we disco. Yeah, Sun Me, mm. JYP. So, and we talked about a lot of them throughout the year. And as a sub subcomponent of quote unquote retro, I'll also call out City Pop. City Pop yeah. was also in in this year. So Yukia, her concept, even though she Yukika. no longer cho- Yukia, and even though she chose not to resign with her label, um, she that was a big part of her identity and concept. Brave Girls also came out with a really a fantastic City Pop mm. song this year. All right. So in terms of the fashion looks that were on the K-pop <laughs> runway this year, I couldn't help but notice an abundance of jewelry on the face. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So it started with, at the beginning of the year, I saw, um, I think in Everglow, Dun Dun, putting like rhinestones along your cheekbones or like making it look like you're wearing some kind of veil or mask of jewelry on your face. Um, and then I started to see idols wearing uh, necklaces. Oh, yeah. Very literal chains, chains on your face. <laughs> on your face. You know, maybe hooked up to a piercing or two on, on your lip or nose. And uh, just like really making use of the facial real estate. My uh, <laughs> most boundary pushing over the top uh, example was in the Ace Tokebi favorite boys yeah. video where one of the members had beads on his eyelashes on the yeah. lashes you guys <laughs> yeah i was like this trend has gone too far this this boy <laughs> is in trouble in danger like, <laughs> how yeah. can that be comfortable and then wrapping it up last trend that definitely went too far bts dynamite remixes oh my god we had way too many tropical house the poolside remix the slow jam remix (sighs) the the bedroom remix (laughs) and then recently the christmas remix which i actually haven't heard but i just imagine it's the same thing with sleigh bells why would you even (laughs) why just just why nine remixes to if there's an adjective like there's a BTS remix of it. So yeah. BTS Dynamite remix of it. Uh, yeah. I the, the remix cuz it's not that remixes are bad or that Dynamite can't be remixed. I don't think I've heard a good one though. <laughs> but, but just the official ones that were put out, it seemed like someone just took the original vocals and like pasted it on some other beat yeah. it, like no one put effort it into wasn't it. purpose built yeah purpose recorded. exactly yeah. put some effort on it all right so that wraps up for trends for 2020 uh indeed there were many things that we saw in 2020 that we saw in years past but we just chose not to call them out because that wasn't right. unique for for 2020 so yeah we're at that the peep hype cycle for, for those k-pop trends and i'm sure next year they'll fall into the trough of disillusionment where we become uh, we no longer recognize the them as, as a trend, or they just become overplayed at that point. Love it. So, Way overplayed. Up next, this next section, we could have gone through a top 10 list, but we chose instead to make this much more personal. What mm. was the song mm. that you will forever remember 2020 by and why? We, we each went around the horn and we chose uh, what song we'd pick that we will, when we think of 2020, we'll think of this song in K pop. So, um, we actually reached out to a uh, couple guests uh, to provide their input. So up first, we had uh, Sarah L or Young Ajima, who gave us her pick. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite Ajima, Young Ajima, also called by Sarah. And my favorite song of 2021 that will always make me think of this year is Itsy's Wannabe. The reason is that I am a huge Itzy fan and the opening dance sequence, the very, very popular shoulder shake that I still cannot get down, uh, definitely caught my eye and my attention and just kind of kept me with the song and the MV for the entire time. Also, the song is great. Like, just basic. It is a very good, very, like, girl power boy power just be yourself type song that i did not know that i would need this year but i'm so glad i have it so yeah stand itsy yeah
Yeah, Itzy had a really strong year. I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing more from them next year. Yeah, when my top pick was chosen by our next guest here, this was my second runner-up pick. And I'm like, Not dang it. Oh. <laughs> like everyone's picking. The songs that mean a lot to me. It, it, yeah, Girl Empowerment is catchy AF um, and uh, really good looks um, served by the girls. So this next pick comes from... K-pop expert, K-pop extraordinaire writer for the South China Morning Post. It's Tamar Herman, and she gives us her pick. Hi, everybody. This is Tamar. Um, I'm going to be talking briefly about my favorite song of 2020, which is like one of the only reasons 2020 had any rights, and it was La Di Da by Everglow. I think that song is um, perfect. (laughs) I could just stop talking about it there. It's just perfect song. I think that it's fun it's exciting it latches on to the you know the retro neutral trend that's really popular in k-pop it feels you know exciting and empowering everything like i, I love to turn it on when i'm having a sh- day right you know it's it's all about you know screwing the bad guys and the haters and i think it's just it's just so 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 much fun i i remember listening to it the first time and just my jaw dropped and i was just thinking <gasps> k-pop is is good like thank you for <laughs> reminding me what i love about k-pop when it's just so blatantly here to entertain and here to be captivating and the music is just so good and i think this song and the whole album i, I don't know how to pronounce the title the number album uh by everyone <laughs> right. really showed off the group's um, versatility and i have i have liked them but i never really you know was in love with them absolutely like they weren't um, a group that I was just like everyone has to stand Everglow but this this album and this single La Di Da specifically made me think oh this is this is the girl group that if you're not paying attention to them you you need to be and I just yeah I, I can't put words to how good I think this song is I just think it's the best song of 2020 and, and I think a lot of people feel that way um, I know it's definitely um, going to be on a lot of year end lists and, and if you don't like fine but i don't respect you then (laughs) (laughs) oh no i do i do um it's not for everybody i assume because nothing's for everybody but i really there's just something so good about everglow's la di da and i i think it's gonna be a song we're all gonna be listening to for a long long time coming Thanks for letting me share my thoughts. Happy New Year, everybody. Hopefully 2021 is a good year for all. And I hope everyone stays well and stays safe and has a lot of happiness and health for you and your loved ones in this new year. And in, in the end of 2020 as well, because heaven only knows we need it. All right, thank you for that, Tamar. And oh. also, thank you for, or not thank you. Um, excuse me, you took my pick, Tamar. <laughs> <laughs> this is my song for, for 2020. And I'll just chime in and, and say that when I think of genres and trends that define this year mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot of that that mm-hmm. quote-unquote retro vibes the upbeat tempo and 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 percussion style and and the aesthetics that they were giving us and i, I think everglow had a real standout year they showed that they could reinvent themselves mm-hmm. that they're not always banger clangers and they could do it in in a way that turned a lot of heads that provided leadership for the industry so it's certainly uh, if I had to pick a single song it's probably that one um, Mm. but Tamar took it (laughs) (laughs) too bad There's plenty of great K-pop to go around. So next, we'll hear from Michaela. What did you pick? Yeah, so my most memorable song from 2020 has to go to Lehigh's Holo. Yeah, it's probably one that people haven't heard as much, but Holo literally in Korean means alone. Mm. And it's about being alone with your feelings, and especially when you're feeling sad and feeling like the world is never going to get better. But she really brings home this message and she says it in English, which made it so much more impactful for me is one day it will stop. You know, you're going to stop crying. You're going to stop feeling, going to stop thinking all the bad things and it's going to get better. Like It might not feel like it right now, but everything is going to get better. And I didn't 
know when I heard this song the first time how much that message really resonated with me and I, I literally started crying when I heard it and I was so surprised because and I think it's because it, it brought out these feelings of of the of the stress mm. and anxiety of that I was feeling about you know being laid off from my job and being in quarantine and being worried about my family and you know there was no other song from 2020 that really kind of made me feel all those things and made me feel like it was going to be okay so i have to give it to lehigh for her song holo that's so powerful thank you for sharing yeah that's that's my 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 story <laughs> and i'm gonna stop crying stop feeling stop thinking about you Well, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Michaela. Yeah, but Peter, bring, bring up the mood. What, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> so while 2020 was indeed marked by adversity, it's Jesse's Nu Nu Nana that, to me, was a song of perseverance, bucking the status quo. And yes, there arguably are some levels of appropriation in the song. In fact, we even know that there was one version of the music video that was uploaded and then it was changed <laughs> going through the special YouTube exceptions to avoid certain uh, degrees of, mm-hmm. of appropriation but it was a catchy beat mm-hmm. it showed the girls coming back strong, showed Je- that Jessica could still deliver and being herself and her new image and brought back one of the old school OGs and one of my favorites mm-hmm. Ihiori and uh, that, that was seen in the uh, in the concept and the story of, of the song so uh, when I think of uh, Perseverance for 2020 I think of this song Nunanana she's like my favorite <laughs> Ani Nuna figure oh. in K-pop Nunanana <laughs> I'll also add that uh, the backup dancers Whoa. like mm-hmm. really stood out for me in that song, and I started following uh-huh. the backup dancers. Like, excuse me, not backup dancers. Oh, dancers, dancers. <laughs> yes, the dancers in their own right. Not to right. call them backup anymore. Yes, Praise so, Chaka. Yeah. 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 Yes. All right, Amr's <laughs> up so, next. My 2020 pick, uh, like hands down, has to be "Casino" by BB. I cannot stop listening to this song. Uh, I love how badass it is like i love the risk it till the last dime lyric i just have to yell that every time it comes up he does i can Uh, confirm (laughs) yeah it's just there's something about it uh that's like it's super badass but it's also really subtle i love her style i love her vibe um the song is just straight up ear candy to me it's not i don't think it's a top 40 hit or anything like that uh but I just would like to I just have been enjoying BB since she came out and I'm really hoping she keeps killing it um, and yeah I just wanted to give this song a shout out because for me it's like exactly what I needed plus the music video is like her taking on like 30 gangsters <laughs> by herself <laughs> right? yeah. which is just super dope I think I'm I'm up last. And so for my pick, the most memorable song of 2020 for me 
is one that came out back in January, y'all. I had to go check. I was like, did it come out in 2020 or is it? <laughs> did I miss the cutoff? No, it, it came out right. in January, and it is BTS Black Swan. Ooh. Mm. Not Black Who? Swan, the group. What? No. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> We're just going to pretend that didn't happen yeah, let's, this year. No, no, no. How dare you even bring that up in comparison? Oof. <laughs> BTS Black Swan. Um, gosh, the artistry. The I, I love how Amr described his pick as badass yet subtle. I think Black Swan as well mm. is badass with its hip-hop elements and subtle and fluid and flowing with the um, Swan Lake ballet-inspired uh, choreography. And um, it just really was... Uh, it, it cemented in my mind that BTS are artists, real artists, that are here to make an impact on the music scene in general. And just on a fun note, uh, my mom, who's also a K-pop fan and an ARMY, shout out, hi mom, uh, she, for her birthday in April, requested that we get a virtual Zoom call together with her and all of her friends where we learn the BTS Black Swan choreography. Mm -hmm. It did not go as planned. (laughs) There were lots of technical difficulties, (laughs) stops and starts, but we did successfully dance, did some kind of dance together on Zoom (laughs) with Black Swan playing, (laughs) and uh, everyone had an amazing time. So it was like a a COVID quarantine-specific event that we we made the best of, and we were dancing and singing into the the wee hours uh, Mm -hmm. with that. So I'll always remember. that wraps it up for each of our personal mm-hmm. songs again not necessarily critically acclaimed the best but the ones that meant the most to us uh for this year and that will forever remember 2020 by so up next now comes the critical reception yeah. and you know <laughs> these awards that we we decided here at the k-pop cast they are not based off of popularity nope. um <laughs> Yes, maybe we heard some of your input or were inspired by things that uh, our, our listeners have said through the year, but uh, this is us kind of getting together and frankly just calling the shots from mm-hmm. our critical uh, assessment and point of view. Our, our so, someday K-pop fan expertise. Yes. If you so, can be in 30s yes. and be a Sunday. So <laughs> our, our, our first award category is the song we want to forget mm-hmm. in 2020. So take it away, Steph. So might get some haters for this pick but I think if we're all being honest we'll probably be fine leaving this song behind in 2020 Um, it is BTS Dynamite sorry don't hurt me (laughs) Um, we were just going around talking about like look my favorite song of the year was Black Swan so you can probably guess that Dynamite is just nowhere near that. 
does not have the level of artistry yeah. and taste that appeals to, to me and others on the K-pop cast that much, especially when you hear it 12 million times. So, <laughs> no, not, yeah, the, the remixes, remixes, just come on. So no, no hard feelings. Love ARMY, love BTS, but Dynamite's got to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see <laughs> if ARMYs show us that they're not the uh, stereotype that so many people make them out to be by not attacking us for, for saying that Dynamite was just the song we just want to forget uh, 2020. So... I, armies, I know you have it in you to do speaker on us. Anyway, moving on. Our next category. Best new artist for this year. So our best new artist for this year, and I have to wholeheartedly agree with this, even though there's so many great contenders for this, honestly, is uh, MCND. They're, they've yes. been dropping like super big hits, like Banger Clangers. I have both um, Spring and Ice Age on my hit replays. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and if you've ever seen them dance, there's these uh, dance cover videos they do. They're just top notch, top tier, world class. Congratulations to them. Yeah, watching their videos, I can't believe that they're rookies. I know. They have right? so much swag, confidence, professionalism. At such a young age. <laughs> yes, yeah, so our next award is the most innovative boundary pushing concept. And the award goes to Ace. Okay, something like this. With their comeback for this year, Favorite Boys slash Tokebi. So, I mean, we it had to go to Ace. There was nobody out here this year that did something so, so you know, uniquely Korean. Mm-hmm. First of all, by bringing in all of these these historical themes and not just having it be very superficial, but really playing into it and making it their own and modernizing it by, you know, combine combining hanbok with like modern like street fashion and you know beads on your eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like they were they were and they were doing so many unique things with their costuming that it's just we have to give it to them and and also the the gender bending the right feminine mm-hmm. masculine and makeup, feminine longer hair like all of this mm-hmm. show that they are you know comfortable confident in expressing like different parts of their identity through this art Yeah, Ace has always been a group that has shown that they are not afraid to to wear what they want and express their art however they want. Yeah, some of those outfits look like like real modern versions of like some of the traditional Korean clothing that I could see mm-hmm. people actually wearing and looking fly as hell um, in 2020. <laughs> And I kind of wish we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, wow, what what would Korean fashion be like today if there were no like colonialism <laughs> from Europeans or Americans? I could I could imagine a new leisure line right? style. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, when I point to things that are uniquely K-pop and things that I I love K-pop for, it's concepts mm-hmm. like this. So so hats off to to Ace. All right. <clears throat> This was the most difficult award, I think. Um, the most prestigious award. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're at the, at the K-pop, K-pop, K-pop right, right. If, if not the most prestigious awards among all entertainment yeah. award shows mm-hmm. and, and podcasts. Right. Right. Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do they even have a category for this? They're totally behind the times. Yep. But mm-hmm. we are going no. to announce the best abs of 2020. Woo! And we had a lot of abtacular videos this year, <laughs> for sure. But if you didn't already know, the winner of the award for 2020's Best Abs is Wanho. Hands down. He yeah. invented a new type of top, a new shirt that just shows the abs. The, like, lower six-pack of his 12-pack, <laughs> like, the discount, you know, version 
just because all of it is just too much right away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, That's- that goes to Wanho um, instant virality with those abs. Um, you mean the upside standard. down zipper? Yes. That just re- <laughs> <laughs> yes. The ab window. Mm-hmm. Only he can do that. <laughs> the ab window. That's a good name for it. Yeah. Yeah. When I start to when I see that in the future, I'll be like, you know, Wanho yes. did it first. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yes. Wanho pioneered the app concept yeah style, speaking of so. 2025 so, nice try rain <laughs> yeah Kai. they tried it yeah. and chungha chungha yeah. has been working, been working out. yeah mm. all right so this next category you know it's a dj pilo favorite and often a favorite for us djs the award category is best bigger cooler. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes love it and uh I mean, it's all about the drop. So, we're, we're songs, there are a lot of great songs that had a, a lot of great drops this year. But without a doubt, the award recipient for this award goes to. Stray Kids, God's Menu. Mm. Like, everyone knows. Like, it. Yes, I love all the other big players that we had this year. But mm-hmm. if you ask any K-pop fan, with like you know, two neurons in their brain, they, they would say God's Menu. So <laughs> I yes. saw as, as God's favorite. Menu show up in so many mashups, like used as the background for other songs. It's that bass used as the foundation. Mm-hmm. There's no drop like that. No, the the song was made for getting turned up. Five star Michelin and yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Five star Michelin. Yes. Oh, it's so Never good. mind that there's only three stars. Oh, who cares? Right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I love also seeing the, the school age girls doing the being yeah. in the pit crew and also getting turned up to yeah. the music video. Ah, great choice. It's so good. Yeah. Last, but certainly not least, the. Second to our abs award, uh, we have <laughs> one final award here at the K-pop cast, and the award category is Song of the Year. And again, this is our critical assessment, not based off of popularity, not based mm-hmm. off of any fandoms, uh, based off of our point of view um, on on what we typically evaluate here at the K-pop cast, what we're what we want to call out and recognize for progressing the genre forward as a whole. And uh, with that, I'll, I'll hand it over to Stephanie to say which song we want to give this award to. So we are awarding Song of the Year to none other than Chungha Stay Tonight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And we're so pleased and satisfied with this choice. We think that it represents K-pop cast, our taste, our culture, uh, better than any other song. In that, you know, not as, as Peter mentioned, it pushes the genre of K-pop forward. Chung Ha reached back into dance styles that originated in the U.S. and the LGBT community, black and brown people, and really executed and showed appreciation for those styles, for voguing and for LGBT culture in the fashion, brought in male backup dancers, not backup dancers, artists, (laughs) brought on male dancers and the first thing you see them doing is stretching their legs out in high heels. Mm. She sent a message with this video that, you know, 
it's 2020, y'all, and you need to catch up to where I'm at. Yeah. And um, I really was so, I, I think all of us were impressed by Stay Tonight and also just by her, her career, her progress over the year. Um, so, like, hats off to her. Yeah. And this is all done in a way that it wasn't, I'm trying to avoid calling out other names, but <laughs> it wasn't tokenizing. <laughs> right, it, it wasn't, wasn't. A- abusing or, or uh, calling out in a way that, like, okay, you're, you're trying to make this a gimmick. But this was like, no, this was very much a, a genuine, a legitimate part of the concept <laughs> that it's trying to tell you something more than just, oh, we're just using this undone thing before. Um, and <laughs> I feel bad. Chunka's album right. keeps getting pushed back <laughs> oh. <laughs> at the beginning of this year, and and this was like a pre pre debut or pre album release. That's right. And we were promised an album. Yeah, yeah and, and it's coming. It, it's coming. We we know we all know it's coming. But the, this girl's been a lot through a lot this year. Um, yeah. Certainly, right off, riding off a lot of momentum from uh, last year and, and the year before that, but. Uh, we've seen her try to push herself as an artist, e- either through her, her label management, whatever. She, she's, in, in her own words, she's trying really hard not to be lazy. <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> anything she, but. She needs right. to take a break. I know, I know, I know. She's killing it. But uh, she, she's she pushing other corners COVID-19. of her concept. That's Ugh. right, yeah. Chung Yeah, so she's she's been all over the place, and I think this is a consequence of us enjoying k-pop from our screens our couches here at home and you know let's not forget that it was the the k-pop entertainers who who put it out there for us and uh, that's something i'm I'm grateful for and i i watched a recent interview from eric nam talking to to chung hai and you can just tell like one entertainer to another like eric nam was like in such awe Mm. and reverence for this upcoming artist Boa had her 20 year anniversary and I'm looking forward to the next 20 years of Chung Ha yes Ooh. yes yeah you know she can do yeah. it BTS they're, they're hitting out of the park as always per usual but who's p- pushing the artistry the music the sound the performance like the performance this is this is Chung Ha's era moving forward this is like you know I, I can't wait to see what where she takes us as an industry as a field couldn't agree more yeah. so speaking all speaking right well of, that's it yes, yes speaking of moving the industry forward uh, our very own Pilo came up with some predictions for 2021 that we want to share yeah okay so real quick um what I'm expecting in 2021, more artist, label-driven podcasts. Right. <laughs> we see Dive Studios take off. I think we're going to see official labels start uh, capitalizing on the podcast medium. Mm-hmm. KDA uh, was definitely a thing. Aespa was a thing. Virtual mm-hmm. groups are probably going to emerge more so in the future. We also saw Hwasa just a couple days ago come out with her thing for The Sims. So her virtual icon right. and character. I missed that. <laughs> It's a scalable model, and I, I think uh, more labels, more artists, and entertainers are going to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. including uh, capitalizing off of augmented reality photo cards. So having these virtual worlds and these real world uh, artists combine and blend together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And TikTok, we also saw do incredibly well for K-pop, especially as a marketing tool. We saw labels not only orchestrate the point dance for to optimize for TikTok but also the music itself to have these very sudden changes in, in the in the in the music so that it could be uh, viral and be used as a tool on TikTok by by all the Gen Z and whatever generation comes after Gen Z. <laughs> so TikTok's <laughs> not going away next year. <laughs> so so more social more short form content in 2021. Yeah. I think we would be missing a little bit if we didn't mention uh island and then hypen this year in mm. 2020 and my prediction is that um there's a good chance that we have especially for the big AAA labels reality only debuts for these new like groups because i think the the island show 
And then Hyphen debut is probably huge for a big hit. I mean, they already had, I don't know how many millions of fans before they even made a song. Um, and like lots of um, fan investment. And I think that's going to just become part of the business model um, in a way that a lot of the other things we've talked about have kind of become part of it. And just like yeah. gives them a whole nother avenue to monetize. <laughs> Not just the like brought the music but even before the music even happens like the process of picking the idols from the trainee groups yeah because if, if we are going to give a description to this new fourth generation or whatever number generation <laughs> is marked of the people that are coming out now it's it's the producer generation mm -hmm. like it's the companies see the how effective it is to have these kinds of programs before you debut your artists yeah we want to give the story the the struggle the challenge the growth right. of, of the artists as they go through it and that's real that's genuine that you can't manufacture that human component mm -hmm. you can maybe create the environment where they where they endure it but we want to see that that genuine growth okay well that wraps it up for this special year-end extravaganza of the k-pop cast thank you all for sticking around for us for a yeah. year of, of the k-pop cast we're looking forward to do more hit replays in, in 2021 going forward and other um i think the, the model that we're kind of going through is like a tiktok where we've got like oh we've got lots of <laughs> uh you know hit replay episodes and then we also concurrently work on other stuff that takes longer slower burn um yeah. as a, uh, investigation uh, style stories so looking forward to presenting more of that in 2021 Woo. thanks for tuning in y'all and especially those of you who have hit us up on social media on twitter or joined our slack like I've made so many new k-pop friends this year yeah. like it could have been a really sad lonely year but you know what you all made it worthwhile thank you to the k-pop cast listeners yeah, speaking of the listeners and all the engagement, we got a ton of engagement for our 2020 end of year episode questions. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, just go through and read off uh, like all the comments we got because we got a lot of great, great comments. And I think it's worth it to get your voices out there. Y'all deserve to be heard. <laughs> Howard R. wrote in our Slack that for me, it was Everglow's La Di Da. With the dark motif, black leather outfits, and hard chords, this song should be the standard all GCBCs. Who? Girl, girl, who? <laughs> oh, girl crush banger clanger! Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Thank you for figuring that out because I was. I got it. Using our own terminology. Oh man, no, I never saw the abbreviated yeah. version. That's so Language great. is a trip. So, this should be the standard all GCBCs are judged on. Yes, even the lyrics are badass. Yes, other groups like Twice, Wecky Mecky, CLC have migrated towards this genre, but Everglow turned the dial up to an 11. Couldn't agree more. Michael, or K pop and R RPGs, wrote Dynamite by BTS's song I Will Remember 2020 by. Obviously, it marks an important milestone in their career because it was a huge worldwide success that earned them a Grammy nomination. But more importantly, it's a fun song that was created to uplift whoever is listening to it. So whenever I look back to 2020, I will remember that even in the darkest hour, BTS was there for me, offering me solace and bringing me joy with their music. <clears throat> uh, this is from Todd uh, Ino. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Not though, Todd. He wrote, um, it's dynamite hands down. It brought so much joy when people needed it and mo most and punched above its weight on the charts. And Virginia actually followed up with Dynamite Even Though I Hate It. For better or worse, it will mark 2020 for record and barrier-breaking reasons. The song will forever be connected to 2020 and the pandemic for me. That's uh, the Mandarin Mama. <laughs> Virginia speaks for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, Last Chromatician, or Black Jesus 7, <laughs> said, Surprisingly... Red Moon by Wusuk came out this year. Feels like a long time ago, but anyway, the evil twink energy is immaculate. 
Amr, remember that music video with this move, this number here? Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the like, itsy, itsy bitsy spider, spider crawling down to the yeah. happy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red moon. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. Yeah. But, so evil, the evil twink energy is immaculate and the song and stage are perfection. <laughs> there were so many amazing songs, though. Far more will remain with me than just this one off the top of my head. It's just me underscore HP on Instagram said Dolphin. Oh, my girl. The Subin XRN version brought us the wonderful phenomenon of Dolphin Cult. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Which I will always associate with dolphins in 2020 now. Crying happy face cat emoji. Crying happy face cat emoji. Crying laughing happy face cat emoji. <laughs> <laughs> also from Twitter, yo, it's Lex, though, <laughs> said, Taman's Black Rose was my top song of the year, according to my Spotify wrapped. And I distinctly remember screaming the first time I heard it. The choreo was cre- the choreo was clearly him doing something very different while having the quality Taman execution. It was an experience. Mm. Love me some quality Taman execution. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is from C Moon. Uh, no, Agashikaro, right? Oh, Agashikaro, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, it's hard to choose. There's so much. I hesitate between Luna, why not Everglow, La Dida, or Stray Kids God's Menu. Real talk. Oh, heavy hitters. The real talk yeah. for me, yeah. I can't believe we didn't bring up Luna in this episode, but yeah. the mm-hmm. the in the away, away, away everything Luna is such a like a meme in, in the airworm, so funny. Mm. Maydt underscore said zombie by day six described perfectly how I felt during 2020. Such an honest and beautiful song, so relatable. I felt emotional so many times, especially while listening to the English version. They did an incredible job translating that song. And Reginald Woodson said, "We we." Donalgoya. On the road. Because why? I mean, just listen to it. <laughs> Lots of ellipses. So chill. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dina from our Slack uh, wrote, <clears throat> definitely Dynamite for the same reasons K-pop and RPGs mentioned. Another one for me is Wannabe by Itzy. I love that song <laughs> and I would get excited to play it all the time and dance along. So that reminds me of happier times in 2020 as well. Um, dancing lady emoji. So th- this is... in in response to our question of memorable moments from the year twitter user x twitter user key x lockets tweeted probably the mamas because of how stan twitter explodes all over the timeline throughout the whole thing even though it was erm clown face emoji clown face emoji (laughs) and also because those ladies in the silver suits purifying the air the whole time right (laughs) what i missed it but it, 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 it clarified, exploded all over the timeline. Uh, another one from It's Just Me underscore HP. I, I know the mullet was definitely a 2019 vibe, but I feel like it had its moment to shine in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so we, we asked her to give her her top picks. So the Yeonjun from TXT, Yeonsan from T, uh, ATs, Taeyong from NCT, and Hyungwon from Monster X kind of rocked the mullet the best this year. Nice. It's great to hear all your picks, memorable moments, and trends from 2020. Uh, we can't wait to see what 2021 yeah. brings us all. See you in the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy new year.